I've always been somewhat amused by all the predictions of the end of the world. In 1973, MIT developed a computer program called World One that predicted the world will totally collapse in 2020. Of course, we remember that Mayan calendar prediction that the end of the world would be on in December 2012. Now professed self-experts are telling us that the Mayans were off by seven years, that the end will actually come on December 21st, 2019. Every Sunday, when we pray the creed, we solemnly profess our belief that Jesus will come again to judge the living and the dead. The church has never claimed to know when Judgment Day will come. It could be today. It could be a thousand years from now. Jesus himself told us that we do not know the hour nor the day. So if someone comes knocking on your door telling you that the end is today, you can be pretty sure that they're off track. But the fact remains, Jesus is coming again to judge the living and the dead. That's when the battle between good and evil will come to an end. On that day, as the first reading tells us, the proud and the evildoers will have neither root nor branch. Evil will finally be made powerless. But those who have spent their lives battling against sin and injustice, living in friendship with Christ, they will be completely freed from their last vestige of selfishness. They will finally experience the fullness of life that they always hoped for, but could only experience in part while the battle raged on. For you who fear my name, the first reading continues, there will arise the sun of justice with its healing rays. Judgment Day is coming. Jesus is coming again. There will be an end to the battle between good and evil. And good wins. We know this because God has revealed it. The vast majority of humankind, however, throughout history and even today, do not know this. For those who do not know or believe in Christ, the future is a dark and threatening mystery. But for us, it is a coming victory. Knowing that judgment is coming sets us free to live a full life because it puts everything else into perspective. Consider Charles V, one of the last truly great European emperors. In the 1500s, he protected Europe from the vicious and tireless attacks of the Turkish Muslim Empire. And at the same time, he brought together the leaders of Europe to reestablish political and religious unity among Christians after the revolt led by Martin Luther. He almost succeeded until his most powerful ally betrayed him. In the prime of his life, one of his closest and most well-loved advisors who had served the emperor since youth fell very ill. Charles was at his bedside as the man lay dying. The emperor was deeply moved at the man's suffering and wanted to comfort him. He said, my friend, you have been so faithful as a servant all these years. Please let me do something now for you. Ask anything of me, and I will do it. The dying man turned his weak eyes to the emperor and whispered, Sire, there is one great favor that I desire. The emperor was happy about this, and he leaned forward and said, Tell me, what is it? Give me one more day of life, the man answered simply. 
just one day more. Charles's face fell. He answered, you know I do not have that power. The man smiled weakly and said, yes, I know. Even the greatest earthly king cannot give life. And now you see how foolish I have been. I served you well all these years, but I gave no thought to my heavenly king. And now I must go to him with empty hands. Pray for me. Those were his last words. Remembering that Christ knows what the future holds in store. And remembering that he is the Lord of our future. That he is guiding all things to their proper end. That nothing is out of his range of wisdom and power. This is one of the secrets to interior peace. To peace of mind. During every Mass, right after we pray the Our Father, the priest prays that the Lord may protect us from all anxiety as we wait in joyful help for the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Since we know that Jesus is coming and that we will be judged by him, not on how much money we have, nor how many diplomas we've earned, nor even how popular we were, but simply on our efforts to love Christ and to serve our neighbor. We can be at peace if we are making that effort. This puts all of our worries into proper place. It cuts all of our fears down to size. This earth is passing away. Until it does, we are called to use each day to love God and neighbor. Every situation, every difficulty, every opportunity takes on value only insofar as it helps or hinders us from doing that, loving God and loving our neighbor. We know where we will stand, and that is a great relief. So today, let's thank God for revealing this truth to us and for reminding us of it. And when, it comes, when he comes to us in Holy Communion, let's ask him for the grace to put these things into practice, living each day with purpose and with peace, fulfilling our mission and building a better world.